the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. All right, we are in our second hour on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I want to give two uh, YouTube sites for Travis and anyone else who wants to kind of get a perspective from a police officer, a former police officer. His name happens to be Brandon Tatum. Brandon Tatum, he's African-American. And Brandon Tatum had an interview on the Rubin Report. You can look up ex-police officer exposes the reality reality of race and policing, policing. Ex-police officer exposes the reality of race and policing by Brandon Tatum on the Rubin Report. The second one is by a Miss Heather McDonald, who deals with what we are looking at as the diversity delusion. She gives a poignant and thoroughly insightful discourse on what's happening in most of our institutions today because of what's taking place in colleges. Absolutely insightful, both of them. Ex-police officer exposes the reality of race and policing by Brandon Tatum. Uh, on what is called politics or the Rubin Report. You can find him easily. Heather McDonald on the diversity delusion. Uh, uh, you can find her real easy. She's been addressing this. She's a scholar. She's a at least an ex-professor uh, from Yale, and she's been dealing with this for many years as well. Very insightful, very clear. You just don't hear this stuff in the media, you guys. So what you're, if you're just feeding on Fox News or... Um, CNN, you will not get insightful, deep, profound, if you will, critical analysis of these factors to know how to give uh, an informed response to anyone asking. So there you go. That'll help you, Travis, and others as well. Um, Let me go to line one and talk with JB from Roanoke Park. JB, are you there? Yes, sir. Can, Can you hear me, sir? Yes, I can. What's your thoughts, comments, or questions? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, listen to you, sir. A- Amen. So um, I tried getting through last week, but something happened. But uh, thank God. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, we I'm we had a now. we had a we had a rough week last week. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, what's going on? Well, um, uh, I just want to say, um, hmm, I mean, you're saying it all, bro. I'm trying to. Uh, I, I, pre- I appreciate what you're bringing. Uh, you, you mentioned, uh, somebody asked about what are some good, solid applications on how we can uh, act. Right. And uh, I think another one to do, uh, and I've been doing this, is to point people to this show, because this is important. I hope everybody who's listening is grasping what you're trying to get across. Well, I appreciate that. I think it would help, I, you know, because you, you would know that there's not a whole lot of analysis of these events going on from a biblical perspective. So I appreciate that. For sure. That's true. Uh, the other thing I would say is um, for those of us who have been looking at this picture for a long time right, and can see it the way that you're seeing it and breaking it down, 
Uh, we may not altogether agree 100% with each other, but we hopefully can major on the majors. Absolutely. Um, a, another good application for us to do is what, what you're recommending is for us to share uh, pertinent, solid knowledge. And that's not just to say uh, we take any old thing and we hear posted on Facebook, you know, willy-nilly or nothing like that. That's not what I'm saying. But hopefully those of us who have looked at the picture for a long time and really looked into it, you know, yep, yep, um, yep. if we got positive references that we can use, uh, my guess is if they're like me, they've been trying to wake people up for a long time, but it's been falling on deaf ears, unfortunately. I think you can relate. Yep. And I think those are really good. I think those are really good approaches too, JB, um, because people are starting to wake up. This is part of uh, what uh, uh, Brett Weinstein, who actually is part of the Green, uh, uh, I want to call it the Greenville's uh, Evergreen uh, State uh, Grievance uh, um, Studies uh, kind of debacle a couple years ago in the center of he's a bright evolutionary biologist who understands what's going on and he was saying that we are at a threshold in our nation right now that requires a major reassessment of everything that we're dealing with not so much as to tear it down and destroy it but to um, to weed out a lot of the superfluous stuff that has not been uh, profitable for a nation of 350 million people. So I get it. I, I totally get where we are. And we really do need to be doing some reconstruction, if you will. And I think you would agree with that because our politics have been hollowed out by men and women who don't have a biblical worldview and don't even operate out of a healthy, if you will, modernist interpretation of reality. And that's a dangerous thing for people to go into a an unreal world of irrational thinking called postmodernism, where you believe that everything in our world is subjective and therefore can be mixed and most and transformed into whatever we want to as long as we have the power to do it. And that's what people are seeing taking place today. And that is the big lie of biblical truth. That is the big lie of, uh, of uh, this massive delusional deception that's going on in our world. And we have to find a way to have conversations to get people to think about objective truth as a premise of um, us having any kind of common shared understanding of reality. And then we can begin to talk about special revelation as the substratum to it. In other words, God has granted you, he has granted me, he has granted us a kind of conscience that's able to observe inalienable principles, constant realities in our universe and in our world that cannot be denied or defied without us producing a culture of death. And that's what's happening in our world today. We are living a lie, not we in general, but editorially, societies are living a lie. I mean, even down to our own personal uh, physical expression with this whole category of LGBTQ plus and all of these gender uh, uh, identification markers to the tune of hundreds of different uh, identity markers as to who a person thinks they are. Um, this kind of delusional thinking has to be challenged and reevaluated because it cannot it cannot bring about cohesion. It can't bring about unity. It can't bring about harmony. And uh, it's actually doing exactly what the adversary wants it to do, subdivide 
uh, Americans into individual compartmentalized uh, tribal egotistical um, entities and, and, and have us fighting one another and destroying one another until uh, until our nation is uh, just uh, just, you know, a mess. And, and we're headed there. Yeah. Well, I would uh, I would say that the media actually has been uh, a divisive tool uh, that is key that has uh, groomed us in a lot of ways. You know, uh, we all want to. Um, you know, like you said, it's like that whole plantation mentality, and it's a big trap. Yeah, you know, you got uh, it. I think I, I I like what you had to say about um, not voting. Um, That's right. There's been times where it's, I would rather, you know, there's been I sat it out uh, yep. once or twice where I'm like I can't, like you talked about with the, with the voting your conscience, I can't in good faith say I can support this person. I, I feel like you know they're the kind of person that I want to have represent me. Right. Um, I might I might be a little bit out there, but I'm with you a hundred percent. We have to be biblical, you know. Now, now, the, and, and with that, and with that, because you're right there, I'm coming up on a hard break. With that, what I'm talking about, JB, is the reason for which our founding fathers established the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the amendments that we have is that they understood that the most important commodity that you and I have given to us by God is freedom. And we cannot let that be taken away. And even when it comes to voting, I have to be free to vote. I can't be compelled to vote. That's ridiculous. That is the dialectical process that says, let's vote the lesser of two evils. That's how you end up with a totalitarian system, by being bound by the box of politics. Listen, thanks for the call. Got to take a hard break. Steve Carter, you hold on. Two lines wide open on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll take your calls at 1-888-367-5329. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time 622 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open. In fact, three. one 367 If you want to talk about it, if you want to engage it, if you want to discuss it, um, we can talk. We've got about uh, 30 minutes to go. one 367 Let's go to line number two and talk with Stephen Carter in Oakland. Stephen, are you there? Yes, sir, PJ. How you doing? And I meant to say I'm in Hayward. Yeah, uh, what's going on, bro? You sound you like Oakland. You sound like an Oaklander. That's why well, I'm, I'm from Oakland. <laughs> but I reside in Hayward now, as you know. Hey, I do, I do. How you doing, man? Man, we're doing great, man. We're doing great uh, under God's grace and mercy, no doubt. Amen. Amen. Please say hello to my sister for me. She's sitting right here. Okay, good, good. Can she hear our conversation? Absolutely. Okay, what's going on? What's your thoughts, man? So my thought is uh, on this systemic racism uh, thing. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that I'm tracking with you 100% on it. Yeah. Um, in regards to where we're being led by the BLM movement and how they're mm-hmm. using that. Mm-hmm. But I want to address the fact that what makes it feel systemic to us, and yes. I mean us as uh, uh, Americans of African descent in America, yeah. Yeah. is our history. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we go as far back as the Ku Klux Klan, uh, who've been lynching us back then, and we know the Democratic Party started out of that movement, yeah. Um, through history, through Emmett Till, uh, his lynching and murder, um, 
and the killings by the police and and all that 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 has happened and has been denied and covered up and protected by the police and by um, people in government um, and where our African-American rights have been denied uh, in some cases by our own federal government, Woodrow Wilson, for one, mm-hmm. uh, that comes to mind. So um, the point may, being that it may not be systemic, and I understand the police point of view. I have friends and cousins that were on the police force, and I understand that some of their training actually put them in fear before they hit the street anyway. Yeah. Um, but when you look that past history like that, it, it does feel, if not seen, that it is systemic. Right. Um, um, I appreciate so, that. Go on. You know, and that's what, what, what I'm kind of dealing with, with looking at all this going on. I know it's a new day and it's a new term or, or uh, a new movement. Mm-hmm. But for us and people like me who, who grew up reading this and learning this and seeing this, it does feel systemic. You know, in the right. words of my man Prince, um, yeah. we may not be on the back of the bus, but it sure feels just the same. I don't agree with that, though. Now, yeah. now, what I what I agree with, and this is where we have to maintain individuality, as yeah. as because the principles of proposition require that if if you make an assertion or I make an assertion, that that assertion now has to be weighed out as to its generalization or overgeneralization in relationship to the facts, right? Now, I do understand what you're saying, and I'm going to affirm that just a little bit, just a little bit, meaning that yeah. I grew up in the same era you did. Yeah, you and I are no different. I grew up. I grew up with being part of the Black Panthers, okay? My yeah, father was absolutely. involved. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I grew up during the era in which we were dealing with some really vociferous hostilities between African-Americans and the police. So no one can tell me, you know, with some of these uh, empty, vacuous terms that I'm privileged because I hear that that BS and it doesn't follow because I, I'm one that I'm actually one that has been there. Right. Um, But at the same time, here's what God has made taught me to do. He's taught me to get up out of the groupthink mentality because that's how they trap you. The overgeneralization of those factors, for instance, and I'm not going to take up anybody's uh, position like left, left, right. You know, I don't I don't do that. This is one of the things I have to keep saying over and over. I'm not on the left. I'm not on the right. Uh, particularly politically, but we do have substantial concrete evidence of the progressive development, uh, freedom, and and ascent of African Americans throughout our history going all the way back to Jim Crow. There has been massive, massive, massive progression on our parts. And when we begin to analyze uh, uh, Brother Steve, where we have not succeeded. Here's what you're going to have there. And see, the social justice warriors don't want to have this conversation. And I've been you're saying right. it for a long time. Get the right. people on both sides who have their stats and know how to do civil discourse debate. Because yeah. see, if, if, if you go to the church of the left and I go to the church of the right, or vice versa. All we're going to do is set forth our dogmas, how we feel and what we think and how we perceive it. That's not truth discovered 
Those are just assertions made. And that has been what has been working all the way during the civil rights movement in terms of moving into postmodern thinking and fabricating stories and running those stories over and over and over and over and over. And the media has helped with revisiting Jim Crow in terms of movies and, and documentaries and all of that. And never, ever want to talk about how much success the African-American community has experienced over the many decades that has occurred. The reality is, is that we listen, this is what I said initially when we first started dealing with this. The reality is, is that if the American African-American community wanted to get off of its lazy butt and really demonstrate maximum, maximum freedom, dignity, sovereignty, independence, entrepreneurial magnificence, we could because we've already done it in so many fields. I mean, the reality is, is that you've got stalwart examples of African-Americans living right now who are billionaires, multimillionaires with businesses everywhere. I mean, the idea that you would place upon my conscience a notion that somehow we are nothing but oppressed people is is absolutely offensive and absurd. Now we have our issues and I wish we really did have a much more targeted personal, hey, let's help our, our, our kinsmen, let's help our people get on their feet mentality rather than taking up a victim's mentality because a victim's mentality never is what Martin Luther King was about. It was never what the uh, Black Panthers were about. It was never what Malcolm X was about. It was never that. Do you hear me, Steve? I get you, bro. I, I they, totally it, it, was, and I totally it, was, it was never that. Do you know what they always said? Give, let me have my freedom. Let me have my independence. It's not give us reparations, you know, pay us for, for back wages all the way. Just give us freedom and we can do whatever we want to do. And I've seen us do that as a society, man. So when I'm looking at the two sides of what you're saying, the reality of a lot of the suppression of opportunities in local areas across our country and in epics here and there throughout our country, it still has not stopped us from really prospering. And I will add one more thing before I take a break with you here. Unless we are willing as African-Americans aggregately to take personal responsibility for our own defeats, our own demise, our own rebellion, our own breakdown in our own culture, our own betrayal of uh, our history in terms of what our forefathers fought for, our own departure from God, our own abandonment of biblical principles and succumbing to the welfare state of the father out the home and running the streets and dead be death. Unless we own all that, listen carefully to me, brother. God's not going to honor our effort of trying to stronghold the white man and demand that he pay reparations because we're not confessing our sins. Right. Well, I, I get that. And it, it's impossible to get reparations. That, that's a whole nother. Yeah. But thing. Do, it, listen, it, it, listen. It but, but, but I just but, wanted but, to. No, I'm with you, man. I, I'm so with you, boy. I, you, I'm so with you because you're doing you're doing the right thing. You're saying now, you know, is there is there is there something that we can say that substantiates some element of oppression? Of course we can. Ain't no doubt right. about that. I love well, you, man. I got to take a break. I got to take okay. a hard break. I love you, man. All right, we got to take a break. Got two lines open. In fact, three. 
And now back to Lifeline. All right, we have two segments to go if you want to join us in this stimulating conversation. one 367 One of the things that I want to say, you guys, that I can tell you what's going on is a level of separation, a level of distancing. In the same way that the COVID uh, virus has distanced us, Uh, This movement has uh, conveniently launched into the weakness of the body politic of our nation and has created distance between uh, uh, African-Americans or blacks, if you will, and Caucasians. There has been major divisions. And one of the things I've noticed, and uh, I've just taken a personal agenda to overcome it, is um, the imposition of guilt upon our uh, Caucasian brethren for absolutely no reason. They look around and they see this, uh, this, this, this activism that imposes shame and punishment upon people who are just uh, speaking their mind on their jobs and, 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 and being demoted and losing positions and being, if you will, canceled out. So much of this is happening around the world just because they don't agree with the movement when the movement doesn't even want to debate it. It just wants to impose a sentence of guilt upon people. And our Caucasian brethren, they are fit to be tied as to how to address it without coming off as being defensive. This is what Cornell West had called back when we started dealing with terrorism, the niggerization of our country. He knew exactly what he was talking about because Cornell West is a, a, a definite socialist, if not moving towards Marxist tendencies himself. And when he said the niggerization of the country, it was really a, a take on Jeremiah's rights. The chickens are coming home to roost. Now, you can buy into that interpretation of what's going down if you want to. It's not quite like that. And this is why I warn you not to be deceived because there is a strong delusion going on. But the working is very strategic. The working is very methodical. The working can be exposed and explained as I have been doing it and others have been doing it for a long time now in terms of what's taking place in our country. It can it can be explained. And if you're a believer in Christ, you do not get to operate outside of a biblical worldview. If you do, you have no authority from God, neither in the way you think or in the way you respond. We've got a lot of issues to work through in our world. We've got a lot of issues to work through here in America. We've got a lot of issues to work through here in the Bay Area and certainly in our own lives. But knowing God, this is what I know about God. God makes it very clear. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. When we step in front of God to become God as the judge and the jury and the prosecutor, uh, we're fighting against God. That's Satan's job. That's what he does. That's what the Antichrist does. Not true believers. Our weapons of warfare are not carnal. They're not political. They're not this rhetoric, empty, uh, 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 condemning rhetoric that's taking place. 
That's not the way the gospel works. And we prospered under a gospel framework of loving our neighbor as ourselves, forgiving our adversaries, albeit using discernment and discrimination. And we made our way up out of and extricated ourselves sufficiently for decades upon decades after the Civil War. African-Americans were at the height of success and independence and prosperity. For over nine years, we lived uh, such a prosperous life, demonstrating we could do it until we were attacked by uh, uh, the xenophobic uh, attitude of Ku Klux Klansmen. And then things began to become problematic all over again until Jim Crow. And during the Jim Crow era, what we were seeking was equality. We weren't seeking anything but freedom to actually continue to press forward in our uh, dignity as human beings. Today, it's a totally different thing. You need to have good representatives on both sides laying out the arguments. And that's not going to happen in this wicked world that's designed to tribalize us all over again and have us killing one another. That's what your media does on the left and right. It does not have legitimate representatives uh, that represent both sides of this argument to lay out legitimate facts, stats, and do a lengthy, even if it's a three, four, five, six, seven part debate on all of these propositions going forth. Uh, without that kind of analysis, objective evaluation, kind of, uh, if you will, open forum for the people uh, of our nation to observe and to see what really are the facts, we are obligated as individuals <clears throat> to make sure we know what we're talking about and to represent God in an honorable way if we're going to be able to come up out of the storm that's headed towards us, which is called a revolution and a civil war. All right, let's go to line one and talk with Clint from Oakland. Clint, are you there? Call a revolution and a civil war. All right, let's go to line one and talk with Clint from Oakland. Clint, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, do me a favor and cut your radio down, please. Yeah. Hello? Hey, what's going on? Your radio down? Yeah, I turned it down. Cool. What's going on, man? Talk to me. Yeah. I know. I just wanted to make a statement, right? And sure. uh and it was it's based on a couple of premises and and you can come to a logical conclusion. Okay. And it's, and and, the, and and um it it goes like this. What profit is it to a man? If he gain the world and lose his soul, right? That's that's the yeah. first premise. First premise. Right? The second premise. Let me turn this off. Dang it! Oh my God! This is crazy. Now you good? You can talk, man. I hear you. Okay. And so, the second premise is that it's in Matthew twenty six. In Matthew twenty and twenty six, it says that uh, is that uh, that the princes. He says that, then this thing keeps cutting back on. It says, uh, it says, you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they exercise great, and they, uh, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. Or whoever be great among you, it says, let him be your minister. And the third premise is that a kingdom divided against itself can't stand. Right? And so... Yeah. I just see, you know, as I observe everything that's developing in the world and as I look at history, right? Yeah. You know, Satan's agenda is going to be always the same, right? Yep. And that's to yep. keep people deceived until they die and yep. to stand before God without Christ's blood covering them, right? 
and so, to take so, souls into perdition, right? That's his object. Yeah. And God's object, you know, as he said, that all men come into the knowledge of the truth of the Because this world, as we know it, is going to be dissolved, right? And Christ's kingdom is going to be established, right? And that's going to be basically the total sum of everything as it is. You know, this world is not going to continue to consist. These political thrones and these governments, they're going to be dissolved. Christ is going to reign in this world. King of kings and Lord of lords for eternity. And so, you know, I just try to look at it in the sense that as a believer, my job is to, is to like, like he said, to bring people into the knowledge of the truth and be saved, right? Yep. And, you know, no matter how you approach all of the politics that's going on, the Black Lives Matter, you know, the racist issues, you know, some of these things are logically, uh, ob- they're obvious as to yep. the outcome of, you know, LGBT, yep. you know where that's going to end up. I do. You know? And, uh, you know, so there's, you know, you, you, you can, you can, you can beat against the wind if you want. You can spit into the wind. But, <laughs> but it's coming back on you. Yeah, so you won't accomplish anything. So basically all I'm saying, you know, I'm basically directing this statement to all of the believers. Yes, sir. Focus on Christ. Get your focus on the harvest, right? Do the yes, will sir. of God. Yes, and sir. stand before the Lord. You know, uh, you know, well, you know, well, job, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know. Yep, yep. You got it, Clint. Yeah, you're right on point. That's the idea that I wanted to inject into the whole conversation. That's it, brother. You got it. It's it's on point. Every 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 premise in your syllogism is on point. I got to take a hard break and I'll actually use that to build a closing doxology for all of us. Thank you for that good word, brother. Clint got to take a hard break. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we're back. We've got about 10 minutes to go. You can try to catch up with me if you want to um, uh, on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I appreciated what you said, Clint, um, reminding us all of something that I think is extremely important. This is the diabolical nature of these kinds of political movements when it comes to Christians, because they get moved away from the fundamentals of the faith. And there's no doubt about that. When I was listening to Clint, basically talking about what really should be the priority of the Christian life, quite frankly, to be involved in a matter like Black Lives Matter, you can't do that. You can't preach the gospel in that community because that community protects the very people who need the gospel from hearing the gospel. I talk about that in my Friday studies as well. You can't preach the gospel to them because the gospel for them is not a solution. They do not have any interest in a Christian's theology in that movement. This is what makes it so irrational to me that you think you can go in, adopt a social justice paradigm or model of loving them and think somehow you're going to sneak the gospel in. Nope, that's not going to work. You're going to need the freedom to simply tell the truth uh, in love, if you want to use that adjective as an emotional kind of qualifier, but you're going to have to be bold enough to tell the truth. I'm going to be talking about this tomorrow night on our uh, Bible study at uh, 6.30, Tuesday night, um, on our live stream. I'm dealing with the subject of a true witness delivers souls. A false witness tells lies, 
but a true witness delivers soul and souls. And I'll be coming from Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 through uh, 13, if you want to join me tomorrow night at 630, because one of us is telling the truth. Somebody's lying here, and we, we need to be honest about that. So there's some lies going on, and Christians cannot continue to be duped by lying propositions that do not have a basis in fact or in reality. You can't lie about your gender. You can't lie about your, your nature. You can't lie about your identity. You can't lie about history. You can't lie about uh, present realities and call yourself a child of God. You can't do it. Uh, Marx is a liar, and uh, Marxism is a lie, and it's a real, you can't mix Marxism with Christianity. It doesn't work. It never has, and it never will, because all it sees is oppression and oppression, and it's going for power, and with that, let me share with you the uh, major premise, minor premise, and conclusion of Clint's uh, exhortation out of Matthew. First, he uh, quoted out of Mark. Uh, chapter 8. And Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, somewhere around a parable of a rich man who who uh, stored up his goods and said to his soul, we can live from here on out and we'll be good. And Jesus said, you fool, your soul is taken from you this night. Your goods are left in this world. Now, whose will they be? What Christ plainly said is, what doth it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? I would assert to you that the methods by which we are trying to gain something by as black people in this method, in this model, will cause you to lose your soul. Jesus said that's not the way to go. Ruling over people, controlling people, dominating people is not the way the, to go. As our brother Clint put it, Jesus said it in another place in the Gospel of Ma Matthew and Luke. He said the Gentiles love to have rule over people. They love to rule people, have them polish their shoes and lick their boots and call them master. But this will not be so with you. For whosoever among you will be the greatest, you must be a servant. This is counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive. Without that, it won't work. And what our brother concluded with is that one day we will all stand before our God and he will say to us, either well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of the Lord, or he will say to you, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Major premise, you can't take this world with you. Minor premise, and therefore don't try to rule over people as if you're God. Conclusion, you're going to meet God. He's going to make it very plain as to where your allegiance was. Either it's with Jesus, the word of God, and the hope of eternal life, for which we love men and women enough to tell them that they are sinners under the wrath of God. They need a savior, and the only savior of the world is Jesus Christ, the one who died for our sins, rose again for our justification, and now reigns as Lord for any and everyone who would bow the knee and call him Lord now we'll be able to joyfully bow the knee and call him Lord then. In any event, according to the Bible, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. 
so that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. So we can fight, squabble, argue now over these things. But when Christ comes again, he's going to make it plain. And if you're outside of Christ, having argued for reparations now, that's going to be a bad day for you. And this is the old gospel message that our folks used to believe and live by long ago when all they wanted was the freedom wherewith Christ has set them free. All they wanted was the opportunity to sow their seed and reap their harvest because they believed in meritocracy. All they wanted to do was live life in the simplicity of God's goodness and providence over their lives. That's all they wanted. That's all I want. Uh, and let my Caucasian brethren go. Let them go. They're just like you and I. They need the Lord Jesus. They need freedom. They need mercy. They need forgiveness. They need Jesus. They don't need you telling them that they're guilty of racism. Till next time, God bless you. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.